When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's been a rather fa- frantic few days, I'm sure you'll agree. Since last Friday, there's been six points for Borough, a sacking and an appointment. Here to look back at it all is Anthony Vickers and, and Philip Tallentire with myself, Dominic Shaw. Phil, it's not usually you get this busy a Christmas spell, is it? No, you'd think they'd do deliberately, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, I don't think anybody's surprised that Gary Monk's not the manager anymore. And I don't think too many people are surprised that Tony Pulis is the manager now. I think the timing's a little bit surprising and the fact that it happened so swiftly, particularly after a win, uh, because we thought, didn't we, we kind of guessed that Monk might get the, the Christmas period to turn the club around. I think the appointment of Pulis is timely. I'm glad they've done the business quickly. Uh, I'm pleased they've gone for a manager who knows what he's about. You could... You could pick holes in the idea that he's not a free-flowing football manager. But at the moment, I think he's the sort of manager that will come in, address the issues that need addressing. I thought he spoke very well at his first press conference after the Bolton match. He, he looked like a guy who knew what he was about, full of self-confidence, full of belief in his own philosophies. And I think the Borough fans can rest assured that they've got a man in charge who... Um, I think we'll, 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 we'll grasp the job. He won't be scared to make big decisions. He won't, he won't be frightened to, to, to leave certain players out. He won't have any favourites, I don't think. I'm sure he's got his, his, his flaws as a manager, just like every other manager uh, in the business. But I think at the moment it seems like a good fit, doesn't it? And, and I think we could be in for an exciting second half of the season. I think Borough will challenge for promotion. Um, I think they've got a really good chance now. I think, but I, it, it, it had to happen, and it hasn't happened too soon. So, I think apart from the the timing that's affected us as journalists over Christmas, uh, I think it's 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 the right decision. Well, we'll get into Monk shortly, uh, Vic, and, and what went wrong there, and over what was, let's be honest, a disastrous six months spell. He spoke of that long term project, didn't he? Disastrous, yeah. Yes, yeah. No, but I'm talking Monk, just Monk's time in charge. Um, what's your take on Peelis, the appointment, and, and, and what will happen going forward? Uh, let me be the first to welcome our new baseball-capped overlord. <laughs> uh, I think this is a division where it's very hard to play champagne football. And we've seen over the years teams that have gone up playing a very functional style. Uh, that's the kind of football that can get you out of this, this division. Uh, Borough have gone down a cul-de-sac with, with Gary Monk and spent a lot of money. And for whatever reason, which we'll discuss shortly, it's all fallen flat. Uh, the team isn't the... Uh, any greater than the sum of its parts there are areas of confusion and we know that the, the club have been fragile and they've been beaten by teams that are better organised better drilled, better motivated and that was deeply, deeply worrying uh, in this division I think sometimes there's a, you can, it's very nice to aspire to play good football uh, but it's very hard to, to get the players at this level that are good enough to play that style of football I think you need an element of pragmatism to get out of this division. And personally, I have no problem with that. I, I, I've got no problem with you know, uh, Sam Allardyce-style football. It's a grind, it's functional, it's in your face, it's attritional. I don't have a problem with that. 
if that gets results, I think most people will buy into it really quickly. Uh, I think we know what we're going to get. Uh, we're going to get a very well-organised team that's going to play to uh, a game plan that everyone knows. There's going to be uh, a bit more physicality, a bit more direct play. Uh, set plays will become a key part of the armoury of, 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 the, of the team. And if you're winning games, I think you get a bit of a buzz around the club and that's what we need. We need some momentum. It's not too late, I mean, certainly, to barge into the playoffs and become the team with momentum going into the last couple of months. Whether you can still make the top two, I don't know. It's, it's a big ask, but you know, it's possible. I get what Vic's saying there, Phil, um, about Pulis's style of play and the style that he's adopted in the last 10 years. But will that be the case here? I mean, you look back and he's, he's repeatedly spoken of late about the fact that he's been kind of tarred with this brush. When he was at Crystal Palace, Steve Parrish, the chairman there, had kind of said that he proved there he, that he wasn't a one-dimensional manager, that there's more to his game than a long-ball style. Pulis himself said that he doesn't just want to be known as an escape artist in the Premier League. He's set teams up to stay up. Yeah. Now, now he's coming in and he's, he's setting a team up to win promotion. Will it be different? Well, it's a different requirement, isn't it? He's not, he's not looking to tread water or to stay in 11th place or 9th place or whatever. He's looking to win games and win promotion. It's a completely different mindset. I do brag a little bit this idea that there's only one, play, there's only one way of playing good football, in inverted, com- inverted commas. You know, as though the only model of good football that you can ever look to emulate is Barcelona's tiki-taki. I think direct football played well can be really exciting, can be entertaining and, and, and he's skillful as well. You know, I, I'm not suggesting that... I, I, I'm not going to second guess how Mon- uh, sorry, um, Pulis's team is going to approach games moving forward. I think we have a rough idea of what sort of football he'll try and play and he'll certainly try and integrate the players that he's inherited and there's some very talented players there. He hasn't been in this situation since he... Pretty much since he won promotion with Stoke, you could also argue maybe it's when he went to Crystal Palace he had to win games as well. They're the only two examples I can think of where he's had to look at it and think, right, I need to win the majority of matches to achieve, um, to achieve my aim of winning promotion. Since then, he's done a job of keeping teams in the Premier League and he's done a job pretty well. You can argue about the, the aesthetics of the football he plays, you know, and there's a lot of West Brom fans think enough was enough and he had to go. Uh, and similarly with Stoke as well but the idea that you can only be, play good attractive football by being attritional or being long ball in the old John Beck um, fashion you know the old Cambridge fashion the old Wimbledon fashion of just lumping it from your own half and then getting the you know getting getting a big man like John Fashionew to knock it down and then to feed off scraps I mean that is that is year zero route one football there's there's so many different methods of doing it. You think back to Blackburn, Kenny Dalglish's wingers whipping crosses in. That was exciting to watch. The year Leeds won the title, they were playing with Gary Speed and uh, I think it was Gordon Strachan on the flanks, whipping balls in. You know, they were playing winning football and those fans who were watching those teams were excited. So, And if you haven't got the players to play like a Man United or a Barcelona, and I'm talking about Man United at the best, not under Mourinho, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be pragmatic about it. But that doesn't mean to say you can't have a system that works. I mean, Bournemouth got up playing reasonable football. Um, one or two other teams have got up. I think Newcastle weren't too bad last season, uh, you know, with promotion. I do take Vic's point. I think the crucial element is 
you've got to have a plan and it's got to be a plan that the players understand and that's been the problem so far with Borough that's the reason why they're below Bristol City and they're below, below the other teams you know Cardiff City and teams like that it's because they're, as you said I think or Vic said they're less than the sum of the parts while those teams are more than the sum of the parts that's what's been wrong now if Borough win promotion, it'll be because Tony Pulis has got more out of those players than Gary Monk did, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, on, on that subject, um, Pulis was asked, wasn't he, in his press conference, that he that he usually goes into a club when they're when they're on the bones of their arse on on the pitch, you know, when they're struggling on the pitch, they're flailing, they need an immediate upturn in form, um, and, and whether it's different at Borough. And he kind of pointed out, and it, and it was a good point, wasn't he? If if everything was hunky dory, Gary Monk would be the one sat here. Borough wouldn't be seventh, eighth, ninth before the as they were before that game um, when, when Sam Allardyce went in at Sunderland I remember him saying that it doesn't happen overnight you know it takes time and, and I think it was three four five games before you started seeing a resurgence how long do you expect it to be until we start seeing a Tony Pulis team uh, I think there's some problems which can be fairly easily resolved uh, one of Borough's major weaknesses is that there's an area behind the full backs when they push on that is very vulnerable to counter attacks and diagonals and that's that, that's easily resolved by pe- uh, pegging your, your full-backs uh, in, into a defensive role. And we know that that's one of the way he plays. And, and when he was at both Stoke and West Brom, he's, you know, it's not unusual to see four centre-backs across the back uh, because they give you uh, a de- defensive instinct, a bit of extra height, uh, and a bit more discipline. It's easier to hold the line. So that could be easily resolved. If you do that, you sacrifice a certain element of your attacking play. And we know that a lot of Borough's width uh, has come from the fullbacks this season, and indeed uh, under Ito Karanka. So it may be that you tweak that there and change the, the, the way that you find an attacking formula. Maybe we won't see the, the, the fullbacks bombing on so much. Maybe that means that Fabio uh, might not get a, a regular run out, and George Friend, who's an extra six, six inches taller and a bit more physical, may get a run in the team. Uh, that's that's a fairly easy problem to address. The, the difficult issue for Borough, I think, is being putting teams under sustained pressure and, and actually hurting them, and that means getting the ball into areas where where uh, you, you can cause problems and create chances. Borough have had a, a, a possession-based style where they pass the ball and they get to within 25, 30 yards, and it's always been the final ball that's that's been lacking. Uh, maybe there's a case for being a little bit more direct. Uh, you know, we've got the players that can do that. You know, Rudy Gistet we know is a handful in the air in the box. Uh, uh, Britta belonga has got pace and power, and he, he makes the runs. So maybe there's, a, you know, one of the things that people have been crying out for years is two up front. Well, maybe we'll see this in some format, even if it's one person uh, dropping deep off the target man. So uh, I don't think the problems are insurmountable. I, I do think they were probably insurmountable as long as you tried to play. Uh, the possession-based football that Gary Monk was doing when it wasn't at, when it didn't have teeth. Uh, Vic's touched on it there. Which players will welcome the appointment of Pulis Phil, and which players will be slightly concerned? Well, Stuart Downing will, won't he? After what he heard in his press conference yesterday, I want more Stuart Downings. Um, I, I, th- I think there's. With what Vic says, I don't know whether Fabio was injured at half time yesterday. We weren't able to ask, were we? Because we don't attend press conferences anymore. But um, it was significant that George Friend came on at half time. I think, I think, as Vic says, I think Pulis will look at Monk. Uh, sorry, look at Monk. I've got Monk on the brain at the moment. Sorry, <laughs> um, we'll look at Friend and think he's a guy to do business with. He fits the, he fits physically fits the type that he likes as a defender. 
we know he's a good defender anyway, and a good marauding fullback, and you know can 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 put in the tackle. He he he, he fits the bill, doesn't he? I don't think he's got too many worries at the back. He's got Cyrus Christie, who's done okay this season. It might we might see Shotton at right back, but I think we'll see a lot of Shotton moving forward. I think the midfield's going to be interesting mm. because if he goes for a midfield form, we don't know for certain whether he will or not. What kind of central midfielders? You'd think that would appeal to a Johnny Howson because he made his name as a box-to-box midfielder in a midfield four and has struggled really for a role since he came to Borough, hasn't he, since, since coming to Borough? Um, so I think, I think yeah, we saw Gested yesterday and I think we can expect to see probably Gested, Asomba Longa. I'd be a little bit worried if I was Patrick Bamford at the moment because he picked a bad time to have a quiet game and I'm a big fan of Bamford, by the way. I've been calling for his... For his continued um, involvement all season, really, uh, and then you look at who could potentially emerge from the from from the wings who hasn't done a lot. I mean, will someone like an Ashley Fletcher have an attacking role? We talked about that in the office, didn't we? That he could maybe just be told your job's to stay wide, get past your man, and whip the ball in 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 a, in a very direct sense. You know, players on the fringes will be thinking, well, I didn't get a look in with Gary Monk. He made his mind up about me, Marvin Johnson. You know, we can't write players off like that. You know, the running out the team under Monk. Um, you know, it's ridiculous that Borough spending money on people like that, significant money on them, and giving them long-term contracts, and then we're, you know, they're virtually written off after November. So you could see someone like Marvin Johnson emerge. You know, and I think going back to what a Pulisic will bring, he'll bring clarity to what those roles require. So. You looked at Burr, and I said this. We all said it, but I said it time and again with Monk. He didn't. He didn't know his best system. He didn't know it the day he arrived. He didn't know it the day he left, and he didn't know it anywhere in between. I think he thought it was going to be four two three one, but he, he second guessed himself, and you could tell he was second guessing himself by making the changes when he did, and that impacts on the players. You've got players who one minute have been drilled for a few weeks playing a four two three one. A week before the season starts, they switch to four three three. And a very complex four three three with with Adam Clayton dropping back as the third central defender. You know that that takes time to gel, and then he changed from that. So I think what 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 will benefit the players who felt out of it is the fact that they might think right, there's a slot there for that type of player. I'm that type of player. I can go in there. If I do a job, I know he's going to pick me, and and then, then they're up and running. Vicky you were saying how Patrick Bamford. Described Pulis's half-time interjection as showing some immediate authority. Yeah, it did sound like he'd uh, made his uh, presence felt very quickly. Whether that was shouting or not, I don't know. But uh, we saw, I think, a slight change in emphasis in the second half. The ball was getting forward a, a little bit faster, and uh, obviously one of the goals came from a, a Ryan shot and ball forward and a flick on and onto a to British on longer and bursting forward. Uh, I think he, he will command authority because obviously he's been in the game a long time. He has a reputation. Uh, footballers aren't daft. They know what the, what the manager will expect from them. Uh, and it does seem that there was certain areas of confusion around what Gary Monk was asking the players to do. Uh, they will have to raise the bar now. I think they will know that. Physically, they'll have to raise the bar. Uh, mentally, they'll have to get tuned in very quickly because... Uh, Tony Pulis hasn't bought any of these players. He owes no loyalty to anyone. And he will pick the team based on what he expects people to do and whether they do it or not. So I think players will have to respond very quickly. Monk's departure then, um, you could say that it had been coming for a number of weeks because there have been a number of bad results, but more pressingly, below par performances. Mm. How many times have we said that, you know, for Borough to get back in the promotion pack, 
the need to win six out of eight, eight out of ten, whatever. And, and they didn't look aside capable of doing that, did you? It was the timing, I guess, that, that caught people by surprise. Three, four hours after after an away win. What you reading in the in the situation, the decision, the timing of it, Phil? I think I think the more we listen to things that Tony Pulis has said, the more that we 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 kind of put the feelers out amongst the people we know. Um, it sounds to me like Pulis was available at last. And we'd heard stories, hadn't we, that Steve Gibson had been in the dressing room after certain games and that he wasn't happening. I don't think it's any secret that Steve Gibson wasn't... He'd be mad not to be uh, unhappy about the way the season was going. And I think it looks to me like he's been unhappy with the way the season's been going since, what, October time? When, when you know, I would think probably one of the, the most defining results under the Monk was Derby, wasn't it? Mm. Um, uh, there's been a few, hasn't there? There's been a few, but I think I think you kind of felt with that one. Sorry, sorry, Cardiff. I meant I meant sorry, Cardiff was 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 the kind of you, you, you felt people were thinking. I'm doubting this guy. I'm doubting this is ever going to happen. I know it's quite early for that to happen, but that was a that was a, a poor performance against a team in you know that was Borough would expect to be above this season. Cardiff was struggling, you know, to stay in in the, in, the, in the championship last season. So I think there's been doubts about Monk. I don't think he's ever exuded the presence of a Middlesbrough manager, if I'm being honest. I think he's, 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 he's got it, and I think he's got it wrong in terms of the way he's approached the press, the way he's approached the job. He hasn't sold himself to the fans. I don't think anyone had an idea of what a Gary Monk team was going to look like, or what indeed what, you know, you'd struggle to, you'd, even now we'd struggle to say what a Gary Monk team was, wouldn't we, uh, based on the six months he had in charge. And I think it got to the point where Gibson was doubting him. And then the moment he realised, you know, he, I think Pula said, didn't he? The phone went on Saturday night and, and, and Steve Gibson rang him and asked him, basically, would you come in? And I, I don't know whether that happened before or after Gary Monk. I suspect it probably happened before Gary Monk was told. And as soon as he found out that Pulis was prepared to talk, talk about coming up here, I think that's when, the, when he pressed the button. And um, so that might have... I think Tony Pulis has had obligations that have... Pre- Stopped him. Obviously, it was at West Brom. Was it November? He got the sack, <clears throat> and since then, I think he's had obligations that have stopped him potentially looking at a club like Borough. He said himself, didn't he, in the press conference that he's had other offers. Uh, clubs have been in contact with him, so it looks to me like Gary Monk, uh, sorry, um, uh, Steve Gibson's waited till he could get his man, and then it's a bit uncon- it's very inconvenient sacking the manager on December the twenty third, three or four hours after the match is finished. But nonetheless, he thought. I've got to strike while the iron's hot, and it was a, it was a bold decision, a controversial <coughs> decision. Um, you some might say a heartless decision to do it just before Christmas after a win, but the end result is that the manager's been point, appointed within a couple of days, and Borough can now move on. What you haven't got is a situation you've got, say, at Swansea, where they're between managers and they've just been hammered by Liverpool, and you know it's dragged on like a lot of situations do. Just on Swansea, uh, we've all seen the kind of social media rumours swirling and, and, and whatnot that comes with that. Uh, well, I mean, I think it was an hour or two after Monk had been sacked at Borough, he was installed as the five to four favourite at Swansea, which is bound to happen, isn't it? That's yeah. what happens when a manager gets sacked. Is there anything in? Is there anything in, in, in the talk of Monk having been? Approached by Swansea, or, or, or perhaps getting his head turned by the idea of going back, or is that just tittle tattle that follows a departure? No, I think there is there is there is an element of truth in that. I'm not sure how strong it is, but I, I think Swansea looked at Monk 
Now, I'm not sure whether they contacted Middlesbrough formally and asked for permission to speak to him. I'm not sure whether they spoke directly to Gary Monk, which would be obviously unacceptable if that was the case. But I, I think what we shouldn't get sidetracked in is the fact that Gary Monk went for results. Mm, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't go because Swansea were sniffing around. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Steve He Gibson, may have seen if, that as a convenient yeah. escape route when he, uh, as the pressure built. Yeah. I mean, Gary Monk went because there were repeated errors uh, that, that were undermining the season. Uh, three successive 2-1 away wins in almost identical circumstances uh, where the, the first goal led to a chaotic collapse and that, was, that is not something that was getting better. Uh, we saw it again at Millwall. You know, as soon as the goal went in, uh, they went to part and, and that, that was becoming an ongoing issue. Uh, those things should be ironed out early in the season. If that was the first two or three weeks, you could argue that he hasn't quite got his message over yet. It's not working yet. But as the season's gone on, though those issues have become more and more pressing uh, and more and more damaging. So I, I, I think everybody probably understood there was inevitability about it. If he then gets told through an agent or a friend or whatever, no, Swansea might be interested. That 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 might think he might think that would be convenient. I mean, let's face it. If uh, Steve Gibson sat managers for speaking to the rival club, Steve McLaren would have gone twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the speaking to Leeds and Newcastle, <laughs> and pretty much put himself up for the job. On, on Monk, then. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's very raw now. How how will he be? How will he be remembered? Was he was he the wrong man? Full stop. Was he the right man at the wrong time? I mean, he, he, he has previous at Leeds, for example, to suggest that he can do it at this level. Why, why did it go so drastically wrong for him? And it did, didn't it? I know, I know ninth isn't a disaster on paper, but with the squad he had and with all that money to spend... It, and with the trend as well going yeah, down. It, 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 it was really a season of so many lows and the odd high. It, it never took off. It never took... It, I don't think there was any tactical cohesion and that meant the players didn't completely buy into it. Uh, results were highly erratic, very disappointing, and that meant the fans didn't buy into it. And the demands and expectations were, were so high this season that having got, got off to a, a, a very slow and erratic start, I don't think the chairman bought into it. So there was an, there was an air of inevitability, even six weeks ago, that this was starting to go horribly wrong. And the only question was how long would it be allowed to fester? I don't want to be wise after the event because I know this question could absolutely smack of that. But when was the first time you two started to think, you know, hold on, maybe this isn't what we all expected it to be this season? I mean, I just going back to his appointment, I didn't think he was a bad appointment. But, and I think, I'm, I don't know if I'm on record in print saying it, but I've certainly said within these, uh, ourselves that I didn't think he was the supreme candidate. And I'm surprised Borough didn't look a bit further further afield. I think they were keen to get somebody in fairly quickly. It had been a desperate season, hadn't it? Obviously it wasn't going to be Steve Agnew. We understand that he had five or six candidates. Pulis was one of them. Um, you know, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was an outsider um, who spoke to Gibson. I don't know how serious that was. Uh, so, uh, so he made the appointment and he backed the manager. Um, but personally... When, when did I, I was I was I was alarmed, and I think I wrote. You know, 
when he made the change for the Augsburg friendly. Mm. I, I mean, I mean, I, mean the, I remember somebody I mean, put in. I remember. I think you were at Rochdale. Yeah. Was it you and John or me? Yeah. Because we'd been in yeah. Mansfield. You'd been in Mansfield. We were all to get home. Yeah. 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 And I remember you coming back from there saying that Borough were desperately. Borough that, Bur- that day at Rochdale were played off the park by Keith Hill's side. Uh, they were awful. Just about every player on the pitch was awful, and you're kind of thinking. There isn't much time to sort this out. Now, I know in pre-season friendlies, you do mix and match players, so you, but it was a fairly strong side. You know, there were some senior players in that team, and they got absolutely butchered. And, and, and I think that was the scare that convinced Monk to change to a, to a different system, to the 4-3-3. And we saw him introduce that in only one friendly before the season started against Augsburg. And, you know... What can you read into one friendly, one home friendly? And then the, 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 you had to, they had to put that into practice against Wolves. And although weren't, Borough weren't desperate on the day, they weren't very good. And, and, and the season got off to a little bit of a sluggish start. Um, I think, I think I've, I've, you know, you, you kind of think Borough had those three wins, didn't you? And funnily enough, when you win three games on the bounce, it was it Reading, Hull, and then Sunderland. Um, almost more worried about the fact that they were so desperate against Sunderland even though they won because it was a shocking performance Sunderland were absolutely at rock bottom weren't they when they came to Borough really rock bottom and they could have taken an early lead and Borough got an early goal themselves and should have gone on and butchered Sunderland frankly and and Borough were desperate that day you know when you look back now with the benefit of hindsight I mean we called it a battling derby win but the reality was it was a very unconvincing victory over a very poor team and then after that they went to Leeds uh, and lost and then the, the, the slide happened so a long, long-winded answer to, your short, to, to, to a very short question I think it was kind of after that three-win sequence when they didn't kick on from that someone tweeted me and said oh, you know, it's always the same you're putting the boot in after the manager's gone why didn't you say this before so I actually went back and I looked and the first critical piece I did on the tactical and, and uh, lack of shape was the Cardiff match mm. which I, I found quite alarming because that was the time when there seemed to be no real discernible shape on the pitch and I think it was also by then we'd figured out that the only tactical ploy there was when we were chasing the game was to put ever more forwards on and the shape just disintegrated so that's probably the first time when when I thought you know this really isn't working and it needed some kind of radical surgery then because the problem had already become uh, the, the issue of, had already started to creep in that at the back they looked incredibly vulnerable and they were making the same mistakes time and time again the full backs were getting caught too far up and this this mantra started about individual errors and you know it's one or two a game then it's four or five a game and before you know it there's an outbreak of individual errors and that wasn't being rectified. I mean, the other one for me as well was I don't like to hear managers say when we get out, when, when the luck goes our way, and he used that quite a lot about the fact that we're not getting the rub of the green at the moment. When the luck goes our way, we did enough to win the match, we just didn't win it. And I'm kind of thinking, now, if you did enough to win the match, you'd have won it. Uh, everyone has the odd game where you play a team off the park and end up drawing or losing. That can happen once every ten games. For it to happen three times out of five... That, that, that's, that smacks of real problems within the organisation of the team, within the confidence of the players, with the players' understanding of their roles. Everything suggested that nobody, you know, nobody really knew what the plan, what the strategy was. 
I thought Pulis was wise when asked in his press conference after the Bolton game whether, I think the question was, you've been a Premier League manager for the last 10 years, will you be there again next year? And he was wise not to make any promises. Um, Monk, having spoken to someone close to Monk at the start of the season, and the message they were clearly absolutely desperate to get across was, this is a season of transition. Uh, when, when a lot of players come in together, it, it doesn't click overnight, it takes time, you can't be expected to, this is a difficult league. You, you, those same yeah. messages that you can imagine being, being trotted out. Was, was Monk in a normal situation in that you know, we want to smash the league and, and all that came with that? Should, was, was he right to try and dampen those expectations privately or should he have built the players up should he have, have told them that they are the best you know publicly publicly, we are the best squad in the league well, we, we can I, win the league we I think win. given the expectations given the chairman's state of the nation uh, a, a quite clear statement of intent and given the spending I don't think you have any leeway for saying that there's a, it's a transitional season and Wolves have proved him wrong yeah, anyway yeah. well I think the problem is you're always so many tits particularly Borough, but plenty of teams are made to look bad, aren't there, in this division by the teams that are, are above them. So you could you can make all the excuses in the world about the fact that I'm betting in players, but then you've got Cardiff in second place, who I've just said before, were struggling against relegation last year. You've got Wolves, who had a very similar summer to Borough, top and flying. I, I, I think you can make it... You can, you know, I would have thought that out of 24 clubs in the Championship... 23 of them would have, taken, would have, would, would have gratefully had Gary Monk's the hand that was dealt with Gary Monk you know maybe it's only the Wolves manager would have, would have said I'm happy where I am I think just about every other manager in the championship would have said I wish I was Gary Monk well I think you know the, the most stunning statistic of it all was that Ipswich one when they came up and Burrard spent 40 million in the summer and Mick, Mick McCarthy had spent Four million in five yeah. years, or something like that. Um, on Monk, you know, looking back in the summer, he was Sunderland's top top, top target. He was linked with Norwich, with Crystal Palace. It was only a few years ago when he was being touted as a future England manager. Where does he go now? Where does he go next? Does the obvious Swansea links? Can he can he honestly get a Premier League job after that? I, I think Swansea would be a very very high risk move because the last thing he wants on his CV now is a relegation, and they are very very deep in the in the mire. Uh, the trick to management is obviously picking a club that is at any given moment is below its natural station in life and raising it to where it's you know, reverting to the norm well it assumes Borough's the perfect one for that exactly yeah, yeah. so you, you need to pick a team like that if, if you're going to be you know hot as a manager uh, it comes down to luck it's what's available how long you can wait comes down to luck and, and, and finally back to now back to the future Tony Pulis it, it kind of smacks doesn't it very much you wrote this in the immediate aftermath of Young manager goes, Southgate Monk, experienced head comes in, Strachan Pulis. Obviously, we hope that from here on in, it goes far better than <laughs> that. Pulis and will, will, will Pulis take Borough up this year? Well, I don't think for a second Tony Pulis came to Borough to, to, to not try and win promotion. And I don't think he'd have come to Borough at this point in time if he didn't think Borough could win promotion. You know, he's, he's, he's a manager who could have got a Premier League club quite comfortably, could have gone to Swansea for that matter and kept them up. Um, so I, I believe he thinks he can get Burr up this season. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a very good tipster and I'm certainly not a very successful um, uh, gambler. But I just think when you look at Burr, they're only, not, you know, you look at Bristol City in second place, nine points behind, ahead of Burr. And Bristol City have got to come to the Riverside yet. You know, there's 66 points up for grabs. I genuinely think if Borough can put a run together, it's theirs for the taking. I genuinely do, because there's nobody above Borough you fear. There's not, you know, Aston Villa have had a little bit of a slide, Leeds are inconsistent, um, Bristol City, if they get a couple of injuries, their squad's not the deepest. 
uh, Cardiff. You know they've probably massively overperformed given the squad. You know, and I still think they'll be there or thereabouts. But oh, the point I'm making is, I think it's it's wide open for Borough, and uh, you know, get get on a winning run. Um, it, Borough could be, you know, the point I make is the Bristol City were r- roughly level with points with Borough just a couple of weeks ago, and now they're nine points. It can be th- those sort of gaps. You know, if everyone's playing like Wolves, it's hard to make it up. But if if anybody else is, you know, you know, inconsistent, then Borough got every chance of of overhauling it. An awful lot can happen in the second half of the Championship season. You look back at the the Moggers yeah, side a few years back. Yeah. Can it work the other way this time around? Uh, yeah, yeah. What 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 I find that the positive is that we know that the Borough team have got the the quality in there to play various different ways, and we know that by just tweaking a few things, the team could be in and around the top six. Even if you can't catch the top two and be be automatic promotion contenders, you can be in the playoff mix. And a fortnight ago. A week ago, I would be worried about being in the playoffs because I wouldn't have the confidence that over two legs that Borough could beat any of the sides above them. But with a different management and a different attitude, you would think that the other teams would be worried about playing Borough over two legs. You know, if Tony Pulis makes Borough incredibly hard to beat, very well organised, then that's exactly what you need if you're going to go into the the, the cutthroat scrum of the playoffs because you've got to beat those teams around you uh, first to get to close that gap and actually get into the mix, and secondly, if you're going to go up through the playoffs, which might be the the, the route that's open to us, you have to be able to beat those teams. I'd be shocked and disappointed if we were out in the top six at the end of the season. I think so much Tony Pulis. Five to one? Oh, it's a great promotion. value, that. A few quid. Yeah, I'm quid. Nip out now. Lad looks tenor. <laughs> so Tony Pulis takes charge for the first time against Steve Agnew's Aston Villa of sorts at the Riverside on Saturday. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Vic.